What's up, ghosties? Welcome back to Tells a Spooky Coffee House. If you're new here, welcome to our show. My name is Chelsea. And I'm Veronica. And we're your hosts. On today's episode, we're going to be doing an interview with our listener, Arlene, about her ghost hunting adventures. Ooh. We're going to be discussing a potential new serial killer from about a decade ago that they're just now seeing. Hmm. And to end the podcast, we're going to have a special reading done by Mama Tammy. I'm excited. So, Veronica, how are you? What are you drinking? Anything to talk about? Um, I'm doing good. And yes, I do have something to talk about. I'm a little late to the game for you Potterheads. But I actually just finished watching all of the Harry Potter movies. I'm so proud. For the first time in my life. And it wasn't at all what I expected like I honestly thought like Snape would like try to kill Harry and was like the <laughs> one that like like I don't know like I just I never watched a full movie I've only watched bits and pieces and even when I watched those bits and pieces it made no sense to me I don't know if you like want to ask me questions to make this a little easier for myself I to have explain like it. one really important question go for it what house do you think you are Gryffindor I knew it but I took a, a quiz recently and I said, Hufflepuff? I don't know shit about them. So I don't want to associate associate myself with them yet. Okay, um, I want to so read the books. Here's the thing. I told Stephanie. I was like, I, I might have told mom too. I was like, Veronica's either going to be a Gryffindor or a Hufflepuff. Mm-hmm. And here's why. You meet all the traits of a Gryffindor. Like you are courageous. You, you know, you go after, you protect what you love, that kind of thing, right? Keep it going, keep it going. (laughs) (laughs) But Hufflepuffs are really funny and Slytherins are very protective of their Hufflepuff friends. And I am a Slytherin, like hardcore, like not even like, it used to be like fun and jokes until every single test that I have ever taken in my life even the like random ones I've always been Slytherin so like my life my local library for Halloween they had one of those you just drop a little wooden piece into the thing and it will literally just fall wherever it falls I started on top of Gryffindor and ended up all the way across the board into Slytherin do you speak snake we're not going to talk about that what <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i always knew that you were going to be either a gryffindor or a hufflepuff that could so, be both yeah. why not i mean harry was technically both um harry was gryffindor and slytherin not hufflepuff that no but i'm saying you could be both as in like harry oh, was okay. t- yeah technically okay two. i got you i got you i was like he wasn't in hufflepuff at all <laughs> but um yeah i just didn't appreciate the continuous heartbreak that i experienced <laughs> I know that Hagrid had just died in in real life uh, not too long ago. So I think it was like the first movie where they're like, it's, there's no Hogwarts without Hagrid. I was just like, (laughs) 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 and then, um, God, what were other, first of all, Dobby, Dobby. Yeah, I was going to bring him up. (laughs) I texted, I texted Chelsea, uh, Mama Tammy, and our friend Stephanie. I was like, dude, this little dude is like my spirit animal. He's so fucking annoying, but like... I, and all of us laughed because we all knew. <laughs> I like dramatically, like I'll dramatically bang my head, not like hard or like real, but I'll bang my like fist against my head like stupid, stupid, stupid. <laughs> Whenever I do something dumb. So I'm like, oh my God. Um, I didn't appreciate that. Oh, spoiler alert. I didn't appreciate that he got killed. 
and yeah. but i did like the proper burial that was nice i love how protective he was of harry and i love how harry snuck the sock into the uh tom riddle's the book yeah, yeah and like free Do- uh, dobby and which confirmed that well anyways um and then of course dumbledore <laughs> sir i was crying i was crying but then when snape was oh my god i could go on forever let's just say i enjoyed it <laughs> I can't wait to rewatch it. I was technically in a way forced to watch these movies because of my new job, hint, hint. So, <laughs> but it was nice. It was fun. And I can't wait to rewatch them. And like I said, I really want to read the books now just to get the specific details and to meet Dobby's girlfriend, apparently, you said? Yes, yes. He's got a girlfriend and there's a whole plot line with, with him and her. And it's just, it's great. Oh my God. I'm excited. Yes. So I have a small catch up. It's not like a big thing. So recently I follow, if you don't know, I follow the official Scream franchise on TikTok Mm -hmm. and they released a little note. So I had to go look into it because I was excited. Mm -hmm. So the official next Scream movie is coming out March 31st, 2023. I literally almost said 2013 and it just reminded me of the where I said last year in 2001. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I'm very nervous and excited for the movie because for a few reasons. So spoiler alert, if you didn't hear my complaint about how they killed Dewey in the last movie, which was one of the original Wait, characters. What? Yeah, I talked about that. Just kidding. I'm acting I was like, like, the I was like I'm, yeah, I was like, you've never even seen the movies and I talked about that. But um, so that's how good my acting that, is, everyone. If anyone wants to hire me, go ahead. Sorry. Besides that, I read the storyline on IMDb, and I'm very nervous about it because all it says is, in the next installment, the four survivors of the Ghostface killings leave Woodsboro behind and start a fresh chapter in New York City. So. I'm very nervous that this entire movie is not even going to be set in Wordsboro. And every single movie has been put in that city. Like, how are you just going to up and move everybody to New York? Everything's going to be okay. I promise. I am very nervous and very excited. And I will tell you my thoughts in season two. (laughs) Dude, season two, isn't that so exciting? Yeah, we're almost done with season one. Just a few more episodes. I could use a break from you. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) All right, Veronica. So before I start asking you my questions, I want to introduce Arlene, who is doing an interview with us for segment one. So Arlene is a diehard listener who we absolutely love. You want to say hi, Arlene? Hi, everybody. Deja vu. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So Arlene, are you drinking anything coffee water i know veronica and i already talked about this but what are you drinking um not coffee and not water i'm drinking wine it's called seven moons and it's a red blend Ooh, it's pretty yummy i feel like that's a wine i would want to sip on like underneath the stars and like i don't know feel feel rich and and one with the earth that gives (laughs) a certain vibe yeah it gives witchy vibes it, it does. That's why I got the bottle. I love the bottle. The front end of the bottle is nothing but like the different phases of the moon. It, I, it, I was attracted to it immediately. Interesting. Yeah. And it's not bad either. It's, um, 
it's got like all these different berries. It's even got a little taste of coffee in it. Like oh, a red blend. Definitely going to have to try it now. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not very sweet, but it's not bitter. And it's got a little velvety, but it's dry. It's hmm. really, I like it. So it, she really is like my mother. <laughs> no, I'm like totally into that sweet. Fun. I've, I've created a monster. I'm sorry. <clears throat> okay so i should say that my mom is more like <laughs> she, she's getting there <laughs> she's got to build a tolerance though that's true so my first question for both of you is would you rather bleed out or be set on fire jesus chelsea mm. well i wasn't expecting arlene to be here originally so i just had like very <laughs> blunt questions so it is what it is. Definitely not the set on fire. I'd rather bleed out. Yeah. Say it's like slow. Yeah, I heard bleeding out is like falling asleep. I'm I'm all for that. Not- well, bleeding out, you also your body starts to cramp up and you get really cold and like there like there's pain that well anyways, yeah, I'd bleed out too. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Veronica's like, let me just give you the illusion of dying nicely. <laughs> What about you? Oh, yeah. I would rather bleed out, too. I, okay. Fuck that. I don't want to be set on fire. I'm pretty sure I already died being set on fire as a witch. I don't want to do it again. <laughs> no. Yeah, fuck <laughs> that. I remember watching, like, a documentary on, like, the witch trials and stuff and how they said it sometimes took up to 15 minutes for you to completely die. And I'm like, fuck that. Hell no. Anyways. So I would also just like to point out, like, depending on which which witch trials you're talking about, um, the Salem witch trials in particular, n- nobody was burned alive no, for they being had, a witch. Weren't they stoned or crushed by rocks? And then, um, um, yeah, and I think some of them were hung too. Oh, I didn't know about the hanging, but I know that they, some of them were like dunked in water and drowned. They were yep. like there. Basically every type <sighs> of death except being set on fire. Right. Creepy. So... My next question for you both is, if you were trapped on an island, would you rather resort to cannibalism or die of starvation? Cannibalism. All um... right. <laughs> Arlene belongs on this show. <laughs> cannibalism. I'm all up for a barbecue. Come on now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not me picturing body parts on a grill. Uh... <laughs> you don't have a grill if you're trapped on an island. You have to do it over a fire pit. Uh, so yeah. I'm picturing her with a stick with a body part sticking on the end of it like Fucking a hot dog. skewers and shit. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm definitely resorting they... to cannibalism too. I'll, Cheers. I'll make, sure, I'll make sure that they bleed out quietly. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, just like just very quietly slip their throat in their sleep. Right. They'll never know. That's right. But eventually but you're gonna die from not if you're eating other people. You know what? I'd rather eat the person than have them come after me first. Yeah, see? So you'll resort to cannibalism as well. Yes, not my final answer, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, moving on from th- those freaking disturbing ass questions, Chelsea, Jesus. <laughs> Um, I have um in a in a in a lighter fucking um 
what, what, wait, what's the phrase in a lighter on a lighter note oh thank you on a lighter note <laughs> um... <laughs> good thing she was here because i totally blinked on that one i was like i know what it is but I what the fuck scared. is it it's like breathe <laughs> um what is your dream birthday party oh mine's corny go for it wonder woman really i love wonder woman would you dress do up do you as want her? to yeah do you want to be wonder woman or you want wonder woman to show up at your house and take no, you for a, or a theme not, like just a theme. yeah totally like a total five-year-old like wonder woman theme everything everybody in the cute little tiaras and the little wristband cute yeah with a big huge wonder woman three-tier cake that's how i wanted my 50th birthday but it never turned out that way well, you could still do it. There's nothing stopping you. Don't don't really? wait for the decade birthdays. You you do that shit when you want to, girl. For real, because don't do it. Ain't nobody gonna do it for me. Exactly. I mean, they tried. They really did. They gave it the whole oomph, but it didn't work out. But yeah, totally Wonder Woman. I know I'm corny. I when I was little and Linda Carter was on the TV and she was spinning around. I was in front of the TV spinning around. My sister. <laughs> And on the couch was watching me spinning around and I was hoping I would turn into Wonder Woman. And he goes, well, maybe you're just not spinning fast enough. And here I am, this <laughs> little girl <laughs> around in front of the name, going faster and faster. And it still wasn't working. So I just kind of gave up and just sat in front of the TV and watched her. Charlie's Angels was after that, which was all good, too. But Wonder Woman. Charlie's Angels. Come on. Yeah. All right. The Charles original, definitely. So I had to think about how to phrase this oh is does this have to do with your club um no no not <laughs> really no. Yeah. next birthday you're like half right so i really want i really want a masquerade party where we oh, just no. like like you don't have to dance like in fancy ball gown dresses like you can wear jeans and a t-shirt with your mask or whatever but then like you know just have like that overall like very sophisticated sexy vibe type thing going on okay and then the male strippers come out afterwards yeah gross male strippers are nasty yeah you're right definitely a couple of women in there too i'm just just male strippers are gross they're all (laughs) slimy and oiled up and yeah yeah i could do without the oil like all natural that's perfect oh god i can't like that's the reason why I really don't want to go to like Chippendales and, and stuff like that because all that oil and it's just like it's too fake. It's ridiculous. Have you ever like, seen that movie with Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman? What is it? Eyes Wide Shut and they go to a masquerade and then it's like an all out orgy. That's kind of how I pick party. Um, that wasn't how I pictured my party, but now that it's been brought to my attention, I can't unsee it. <laughs> and you know what's funny? I haven't seen that whole movie. The only scene that I've seen is that is that of scene. Course, is that of course, of course. Yeah. And that well, no, that's because it was playing, and I clicked on it. It was on cable or whatever, and I was watching it, and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" And I, I've never wanted to watch anymore. It's intriguing. It's weird, but it's intriguing. Yeah, I can tell just from that scene. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. What um, about you, Veronica? Yes. How about you, Veronica? <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know why you're talking about cheesy or corny, girl, because mine would be one of two things. No, one of three. <laughs> Pedro Pascal. 
shut up my first one don't act like you know me first of all because you're still wrong my first one would be cars i would have a cars theme i'd want a cars jumper and i want a cars cake and then my second idea would be like a mandalorian grogu theme party I same thing that with you huh <laughs> i almost said that with you because oh yeah I- to know you yeah exactly not a pedro pascal party fucking loser chelsea it's a mandalorian party with i wasn't saying pedro pascal i just meant like you literally said like him being there not the theme you literally said arlene you you heard her she said pedro pascal but in reality how bad would you totally geek out if all of a sudden pedro pascal knocked on the door and said i am here to wish Veronica, a very happy birthday. I okay, so I've talked to Chelsea about this before. Because <laughs> he like, does speak to the very thick. She would fangirl and just like cream right there. Totally. Scream or cream? Cream. Oh. <laughs> yeah, both. Both. Anyways, I wouldn't scream. Um <laughs> you're right, you're right. You would moan. No, I wouldn't. I would be funny. I'd be like, I see this fool coming up to my house acting like he's all famous and shit. But um, yeah, and then my third idea would be an 80s theme party where it's just 80s music. People come with the fake perm or something. I don't know. Oh, for you sure. You know what's funny about that? What? You know what's funny about that. Are you going to an 80s party? I definitely am. Oh, yeah. That's why I was really excited for you, dude, and giving you the ideas. I was so, I was living my dream through you. And what are you going to dress up as? Flash? Uh, yep, Slash. John is going as Slash. And oh. uh, I'm going as just like a rate, uh, 80s rocker. Okay. I was thinking Flash dance with the leg warmers and the... No, see, I the only reason I'm doing the rocker is because John is going as Slash. So I was like, I'm going to like... A group? Kinda, like join it yeah yeah you're a groupie yeah okay so 80s party i dig that yeah i dig that too so my last question is if you could float in space without dying of course what song would you be listening to rocket man yeah i thought about that one <laughs> <laughs> that's the first song that came to mind i don't know halfway there by bon jovi <laughs> we're halfway there <laughs> You know what? I think Rocket Man is very fitting. Either that or I'd probably play some like Mama Mia or like Abba, I mean. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Chiquitita, I think, would be it. What about you, Chels? I have no fucking clue. What the Okay, well think <laughs> about it, loser. That movie Gravity was very disappointing. Really? Yeah, yeah it really was. I did not like it at all. It was I... intense for me. I was like, no. Oh no, I disliked it a lot. Aww. Maybe if I watch it again, I'll not like it. But at the time when I watched it, I enjoyed it. However, I do not. And you can edit this edit time because this has nothing to do with neither that or this. But Hocus Pocus 2, I've already seen it twice. I like it that much. And you don't like it. I don't. I, I feel like for me, it's just so modernized. And it felt like it was making fun of it more than anything. Really? Yeah. I didn't get that. It even made me cry. Which part? Well, when the sisters were all separated and Bette Midler was okay. Like, okay, that part was sad. Yeah, that part was sad. But yeah. I wasn't gonna like cry. That was like the only like real part that I actually liked that they did that. Yeah, because they humanized them more or less. Like they. But really- also, also at the same time, I didn't like that they humanized them. <laughs> I mean, I get it. I totally get it. But it, I liked it. I liked it a lot. I like. I said I watched it twice. 
Veronica, get on board. I can't. I'm sorry. I tried she watching the first one. The first one, yeah. Yeah. My, my ultimate favorite part, and I still LOL, I still laugh, is when she's like, all right, spread out. And Sarah's like doing the splits in the middle of the hallway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not like that, you nitwit. I think that's. My favorite part is when she's flying on the Roombas. Uh, oh, gosh. That is Mary. So- yeah. How about I, that, dude? I, oh, so funny. So funny. But yeah, see, I, I watched it twice. I still I still think it's cute. Like a standalone, like I feel like it would be better, but I don't know. I mean, I took it at face value with a grain of salt. I knew it wasn't gonna measure up to the first one. So I like I guess I prepared myself for that. See, so maybe that's why I kinda liked it. I think that was my issue because I was expecting it to be as good as the first one. Mm. And that's my warning to everybody when they see it. I tell them, it's not as good as the first. It won't be as good as the first. Expect. You know, just take it at face value. You're going to be entertained just about. That's about it. Yeah. So, Veronica, I really don't have an answer for you. I have no idea. I'd probably be just listening to my playlist on Shuffle. You're you're boring. I know. But, anyways, you ready to move on to segment one? Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. So... The real reason that Arlene is here is we are interviewing her about her ghost hunting experience. So Arlene, go ahead and tell us, what kind of experience did you have when you were ghost hunting? How did it all start? So my friend decided to go ahead and create this group called CTPI, Central Texas Paranormal Investigators. And I was really excited because I was one of the ones that initiated it and said yeah Paul do it do it do it and so we did it and to be honest Veronica I hate to disappoint you but it's really not as cool as the tv shows make it out to seem I'm sure I'm, I'm sure they have to kind of over exaggerate some things for the views and stuff well that in a shit ton of editing because it's being mm. as f so, as a as an editor for the podcast, I completely understand that. Oh, it and then thank God that I was never part of the video reviews or part of the EVP reviews because I I my ADD wouldn't have let me. There's no way because I just there's no way. So in the quiet times when there was nothing going on, I would tell very interesting stories. So, you know, I'm I'm sorry, but it, like, so it being boring, did that yeah. take the fun out of it completely? It just made it for a very long night, mm-hmm. you know, not every thump, not every, you know, thing is something. You always have to debunk it. Right. You know, always, 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 you know, you have to go ahead and be the skeptic so Mm -hmm. there was times when one of the guys in our group he got scratched (gasps) and so all of a sudden we're like well shit okay so then we went back to the van and went ahead and did a review well he was out of the side of the camera the whole entire time oh no opposite so i mean do we know that it wasn't him and he maybe went ahead and scratched his back up against a a small nail i mean it's it's dark so you don't know so you know and he's like oh my god I got scratched and so you know and yeah it was like three scratches across his back but you never know but because again he was out of the line of the camera we had to throw it out 
there was another part where we heard something, some scurrying, and we heard like a little scratch. And all of a sudden, I'm like, hey, 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 over here. And so then when we went over there and we find the light, it was a field mouse in the house eating dog food, you know? So it's like different stuff like that, that we just kind of have to toss out, you know, of course, debunk. There was a guy and he said that he felt a presence behind him all the time when he was watching TV. Well, unfortunately, that's where his electric box was. Mm. And people that electric boxes emit the electric current. And so he just <laughs> felt that feeling of somebody hovering over him all the time so we had to unfortunately go ahead and just eliminate that so but yeah that sounds very frustrating it was and like i said it would make for very very long nights one time my husband was because he was part of the group and i wasn't able to go but you know we kind of sort of dismiss orbs especially if it's outdoors we dismiss those however there was this orb and it went through the wall and then the camera on the other in the other room <gasps> went ahead and got the orb as it through the wall and out the other side i have never seen that before that one was really really cool really cool but we've been places where all of a sudden the cameras aren't working the thermometers you know the cameras will go ahead and go in and out of focus they would go you know really close and then really far like and he's not controlling it he's like what the hell or the batteries will go ahead and die because you know it has to feed off of other energies yeah mm-hmm. so, so i have a question since you yeah. brought up the orb yes what do you think spirits are do you think they're orbs of light do you think they're full figures do you think they're a mixture of both does it depend on the entity like the type or even the type of spirit what are your thoughts on that I believe it's a type of need more energy in order to manifest. I do believe that there are people that have had full apparitions. Unfortunately for me, I mean, fortunately and unfortunately, um, for me, I've never seen a full apparition. I've seen, I've seen shadows, but never like a full apparition. I want to say my husband's been touched. So, I mean, like I those things need energy in order to manifest something like that. So I would say that it's an energy. It's some kind of a force, definitely. Mm-hmm. What about you, Veronica? What do you think about that? Um, I was actually thinking the same exact thing, that I just believe that we become some kind of energy. I kind of see it as like a mist, right? Like a ball of mist, but it's energy, which, you know, kind of explains it being able to transform into like a full apparition or into that small orb or whatever it may be. But yeah, I definitely agree that it's some type of energy. And your thoughts, Chelsea, what do you think? I'm really torn between like, because for me, I know that it's energy, it's the type, but hers like with my personal experience I've only ever seen one orb in my entire life other than that I've always seen translucent figures and then of course there's the the figure that both my mom and I have seen right. we've mentioned it before the man in the tall with hat the- yeah he was solid hmm. and even when there was one time only where he got close enough where I could like if I really wanted to I could have touched but yeah. I could feel the energy radiating off of him. So 
what causes like that much energy is it the type of spirit he is like or even if he wasn't a spirit and he was something else that we just don't understand you know I'm torn about what I believe because of that experience I feel like it could be a mixture of things too like yeah also you were young you know and they do say that when you're younger you're more prone to see spirits exactly you're more open to it Mm -hmm. because you believe Mm -hmm. you more things i mean come on you believe in santa claus the easter bunny the tooth fairy so hey, why no, i still believe in santa hey you're right, you're right. <laughs> i believe unfortunately he doesn't believe in me i'm on the naughty list but <laughs> <laughs> yeah but that's when you get to sit on santa's lap and go ho 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 <laughs> oh my god <laughs> that was Chelsea, my point who's, I'm the drinking, too. who's drinking the wine here i am not a hoe for the record oh, i never said you were i was talking about me and arlene She's calling us out. No, she said it three times. She said, ho, ho, and ho. She said- <laughs> I'm just a ho because I'm a bitch. That's, that's it. Because <laughs> my therapist is listening. Up. Just kidding. <laughs> God. Oh, my goodness. I would yeah. love to sit in one of those therapy sessions. Veronica, you come off with some shit. Let me tell you. <laughs> it just comes love out of me, I swear. That's what she said. Anyways. She talks too much. Put some in her mouth. <laughs> Who, me? <laughs> no, whoever's talking too much. <laughs> the one that really offended. No, no, no. Don't be offended. <laughs> <laughs> We're not snowflakes here. Right. No, but, um, you know, I, there are the spirit guides. And I believe that the guy with the tall hat is a spirit guide he's been here before he's been here many times he's lived a lot of life and so therefore he is guiding you to making best decisions so i think that might be what that is and then there are the occasional visitors that have just passed on that are confused don't know whether they're here or not and they don't even realize what is going on and then of Mm -hmm. course uh, they say our angels are different from spirit guides. Angels have never been in a human form. Angels have always been angels. That's my belief. Interesting. I do have a question for you. Mm-hmm. So even if you had already, you know, believed in the paranormal, what was the first piece of evidence that you caught that like just confirmed it even more for you? So that would have to be my own. Uh, well, that's another story, but. A personal, we had an experience at this place called Hunt's Cemetery. Mm-hmm. And that's when my friend's camera, he was in charge of taking pictures. Mm-hmm. And this cemetery is family owned plot. And it's literally about the size of a block. It's very small. It's not like anything that you would see Forest Lawn or Rose Hills like you see out in L.A. Mm -hmm. It's very, very small. It's a personal plot. And some of these tombstones are like from the 1700s. Some of them are like generals that have been there, you know, that fought in different wars and whatnot. And so we were doing EVPs and then the lights would come on and, you know, to answer And the thermometer lights, you know, when they're reading the radio, I don't know what this one is called. There's a technical name, but then it, it like shows you like the red lights go all the way up. And then if there's no action, it goes either from yellow to green, which means there's nothing there. The EMF reader? Okay. With that one. Yes, you're probably right. Or are you talking about a different? No, I think you're right. It's an EMF reader. 
And then, of course, there are thermometers where if you're touched, you know, or something like that, then they want to go ahead and take your temperature as on your arm. Oh, my God, my arm is really cold. I feel like I was touched right here. And then they'll take your temperature and stuff like that. So we've had there was several different instances at Hunt Cemetery. So my friend's camera was like draining from the battery. But first it was like zooming in and zooming out. And he it was just literally on. He just had it on automatic pictures, like at different times. You know how you would go ahead and take mm-hmm. a picture every 30 seconds or something like that. And then it would just take a picture. Mm-hmm. But it would like zoom in and zoom out. He was listening to it and it was like, zoop, zoop, and it was just doing weird shit. And so he was messing with that. And then when he went to go touch it, boom, the camera just died and he's like well, there's that and then joe and red husband and wife they were going ahead and doing emf and the evp readings and that was a tombstone that was right there one of the old ones and it was just answering you know, no questions with the lights i didn't stick around for that i was just like hanging around with paul and my husband and right then and then i like went to walk and there was like a broken tombstone. It looked like a child's tombstone. And r- right when I said, hey, Paul, be careful, because I almost tripped on a tombstone, he fell. <gasps> and I said, did you fall from a tombstone? I was just about ready to tell you. And he goes, no, I was tripped. And you could see that he was literally cut at the shin and fell on his chest. Both legs flipped up underneath him and he fell on his chest. Thank God there was in front of him. And I, I asked him and I said, are you sure you on a tombstone? He goes, I swear to God, Arlene, I did not trip on a tombstone. There's nothing here. And literally when we looked around with the flashlight, there was nothing there. And you could see like a line in like, I don't understand. It was a dark line so it wasn't dirt because of course we're at the cemetery there's going to be dirt but it wasn't like that it was like um i don't know there was like a line across his shins where it literally just flipped him up and down and on his chest and he swore it on anything and everything that he was literally tripped and then my husband was near a tombstone of a child and he's like i feel a little hand on me it's like a little kid's hand and all of a sudden he's like asking questions and all of a sudden he goes whoa my arm's like really really cold but it felt like a little kid's hand that's when we went ahead and got the thermometer read and one arm was you know normal temperature and the other arm was like at 50 60 degrees (gasps) and then all of a sudden we're looking around and it was a tombstone of a child right where he was standing I mean it's dark we didn't see it but what a coincidence right what a bad child yeah. So one child was communicative and the other one was a little shit. <laughs> Could have been the same one. We don't even know. Afterlife, there's still little shits. <laughs> yeah. But the best, the best, the best is when we were, everybody's like, all right, let's wrap everything up. It's getting late. And so, I mean, we were out there for a really long time. All of a sudden, everybody's like, all right, all right. So we're picking up all of our instruments, the, you know, all the different you know the meter readers the emf you know the cameras everything and we're gathering it all putting it all away and all of a sudden you hear swear and it was crazy this is not an exaggeration oh god if you could see my arms right now i'm just all (laughs) the fence on the back side from end to end 
it was all a chain link fence with wooden slats from one end to the other moving simultaneously it wasn't a very small fence i'm talking about the entire back wall of the perimeter of the cemetery the the whole thing and and so i'm like all right i gotta debunk this shit because this is you know this is too good yeah so i'm like guys guys come here guys look and they're like okay I'm kind of embarrassed to say, but they're like, nah, fuck that shit. And they don't <laughs> that would be Chelsea. <laughs> it depends. Seriously. Like, it depends. I was going to ask Arlene, did you feel like a threatening presence with that no, or? No, not at all. No, not at all. But the debunker in me had to go ahead and look. So mm-hmm. I grabbed a flashlight. And even though everybody was already in their car going, come on, Arlene, come on, Arlene. <laughs> I grabbed a flashlight because I had to see, is it a deer? Is it a cow? What's out there? Because we're out in the flipping boonies. So it could be anything. So I was out there and I was looking and I promise you guys, there was nothing out there nothing and that fence was still swaying back and forth now because it was so long I would understand if it was not swaying all at the same time you know how when you try to move something you know how it would be like a paper or something like that and it would like all sway Mm -hmm, but it mm -hmm. all wobbly it wasn't it was all simultaneous like all at the same time that's what trips me out the most because there wow. was no wobble, there was nothing. I'll have to show you. I'll, I'll, I'll send Chelsea. You have the video still? No, no, I don't. Oh no, there was no video. They were all in the car. <laughs> Chelsea, there was no one there besides Arlene. I was the only one. They're like, you're fucking crazy. I'm like, I would have been holding a flashlight, a camera, a, an EMF I reader. Like... I would have held everything. I got so mad. I'm like, what kind of CTBI group are we if you're running away? <laughs> what the fuck is this? This is what we're fucking looking for. <laughs> That's exactly what I said. And you're running. You idiots. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so mad. I'm like, whatever. Finally, I- something that I consider greatly substantial. And they're running away. I didn't get it. I just don't get it. But they, they got enough crap, I guess, that night. But that was kind of cool. But the group was getting kind of really well known and people were looking us up and they were wanting us to go ahead and go to different places. But unfortunately, because of the different schedules with everybody, because, you know, we all still have full time jobs. We're all parents. And so we all had different schedule that didn't coincide unfortunately the group dismantled little by little and the leader of the group he fell into really hard times and pawned all his shit so bye-bye group see when you first started that sentence i thought you were going to say it dismantled because everybody ran away no (laughs) but reality makes more sense yeah yeah no reality did play a very sad point into that but back to when we had really boring moments. I remember Sean, the one that plays back the videos or the one that listens to all the tapes. He literally called me one night and he goes, Arlene, what the fuck? <laughs> I said, what? Why? And he goes, 
you have me dying over here and I'm trying to pay attention to this, you know, to what's going on over there. And you're over here telling stories. So the story I told was how my mom found out that I was no longer a virgin. Oh God. <laughs> I feel like this is very me and Chelsea during the podcast. Yeah, it, it, was, it, was, it was quite funny. We lived in a very old two-story house. And I couldn't have sex on my bed because my bed squeaked. So we had sex on the floor. Well, the whole time we were having sex, the chandelier downstairs was just... Uh... BRB while I die right now. (laughs) The cons of having a chandelier. Seriously, above the dining room table, like the hurricanes were all off kilter when I came downstairs. My mom was just like, I'm just, never mind. I'm not even going to go there. That was a very long conversation. <laughs> An interesting one, though. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's that happened. So I was telling everybody about that story and Sean was just cracking up. He would hear those poor stories. <laughs> But yeah, so, I mean, there was really cool stuff. And then, of course, I've had my own personal experience. Have y'all ever had personal? Well, Chelsea, I know that you have, especially with the dude with the tall hat. Have you? And the, and the clown. The, oh, what? Wait. Yeah, what? <laughs> I feel like I've told Veronica the story before, but I'll, I'll say it. So the man in the tall hat... Um, when I started seeing him, I started seeing this teenage boy in blue jeans and a white t-shirt. And while the man in the tall hat would stay in the doorway, like he never moved from the doorway. Um, Yo, I'm scared. <laughs> the teenage boy would come and he would like dance. He would sing. He would just like make me laugh. And then I would go to sleep. And oh, yeah. in the morning they would be gone. Well, there was one night when he was doing like peekaboo I guess is basically what it was well when he popped back up he had a clown mask on yeah fuck you no yeah and that was the only time in my entire life that I've ever seen the man in the tall hat move and this is when he was close enough for me to touch him he literally grabbed him they both disappeared and I've never seen them again huh interesting I think I don't remember that story because it traumatized me the first time I heard it (laughs) It traumatized me for the rest of my fucking life. <laughs> that is anymore. That is not an experience I would want for sure. Yeah, I, I think that's like I think that's where my fear of clowns really like set I, in because I had watched it before that. I was like <laughs> six. I was like six when this happened, and I watched it when I was five. So I think that's where it really settled in. And my mom, she talks to the man in the tall hat. His name is James. Mm-hmm. And. uh he says that I block them out and that's why I can't see them anymore. Like I've felt him before. Like I know he's here, but I I haven't seen him since. Well, do you think that by unblocking one, you'll unblock the other? Is that your fear perhaps? You know, I never thought about it that way, but that is a possibility. I'm going to have to like really think about that. Damn, dude, you're getting diagnosed today. <laughs> well my mom said that because she thinks like you do Arlene she thinks that they're guardian angels of some sort or like spirit I, guides I do and, believe that the one with the tall hat is a spirit guide for you and your mother of course well my mom's theory is that that's her <laughs> spirit guide and he was training mine because you know mine was a teenage boy at the time Oh, okay. so she thinks that he was training him and then he fucked up with the clown mask <laughs> <laughs> fired you're fired 
That was her working theory at one point. I don't know if that's changed, but you know, maybe that under maybe that underlying fear is what what's been holding me back. Because like I've tried to unblock them, but I don't know how how to do it. Interesting, Veronica. Have you ever had experience with the other side per se? Well, I'll, the first experience. I'm. I don't. I don't. I'm not quite sure if I've talked about this one, but um, the first experience that I. Actually, I'm lying. This is a second experience where it was just really intense, but I wasn't scared in the moment, even though if it was anyone else, they'd probably be freaking out. It was a couple days after my brother had passed away. Mm-hmm. And my brother was like my best friend of me. Like he would bully the shit out of me, but he'd beat the That's shit out bro- of anyone who would like, you know? Right. That's your brother. I mean, nobody else can pick on you but him. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. And so my bed is right next to my window and right outside my window is the washing machine and the dryer. And I remember just laying there, it was the morning, I was just laying there, um, lost in my thoughts. And all of a sudden, my window starts shaking as if there was an intense earthquake. However, I wasn't shaking, my bed wasn't shaking. I put my hand on the wall right next to the window, that wasn't shaking and it went on for a good while. I would say a good, like, maybe 10 straight seconds of that. Yeah, and I remember just laying there, and I, I quickly realized that I wasn't afraid. And, you know, being someone that believes and, like, is into the stuff, you know, it hit me like it's my brother. Kind of telling me either his goodbye or, like, hey, I'm good, I'm here, you know? Aw, okay. And I... I remember just laying there. Actually, today is his birthday. So happy birthday to my brother. My uh, happy in birthday. heaven. And I kind of just remember laying there and saying, you know what? Hey, Carlos, like, asshole. Like, I know it's you. Like, thank you. I love you. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's so cool. that was, yeah, that was, I enjoyed that one. And my first experience, I had gone to Tombstone, Arizona. I went to tour the Birdcage Theater, which I highly recommend anyone do. And we also stayed at a haunted Airbnb right across the street from it. This is with our friend Stephanie. In the haunted Airbnb, you know, long story short, the light started flickering in the bathroom. I saw it first. I told Stephanie. Stephanie said, I believe you. I'm like, I don't think you do. And then it happened to where we both saw it and I yelled at her. I told you I wasn't lying. And she was just like, I told you I believed you. You don't have to yell at me. (laughs) And then in the actual tour of the Birdcage Theater, I have a picture and I'll try to remember to post this on Instagram. Chelsea, if you can remind me. And in the picture, there's, it's like a picture of an old piano, right? And then the bench. But right underneath where the bench is, you see a silhouette of a little boy sitting there. You literally see, like, the head, the body, the legs. And on the legs, you see the socks. Like, you see socks. That's wild. And so that's the first, like, picture I've ever taken where it's like, that's a fucking little boy. And crazy enough, the place is actually known to have a ghost of a little boy. Which we also thought we heard later on during our invest Because it's kind of an investigation type of tour. Ooh, cool. And you hear, like, the pebble dropping and stuff. And they say that that's him playing. So many months later, I listened to the audio that I recorded during that little session. And I got a whisper that I have posted on Instagram and TikTok if any of the ghosties want to go check out. And the whisper pretty much says, they're coming. Ooh. Um, Did anything happen after that? 
no nothing crazy happened that's the thing like i i realized when people do these ghost hunt when i watch these ghost hunting videos you'll often get evps of ghosts saying you know i'm here or you know stating that they're there but yet nothing happens by the way that thing that strobes that brings in all those little voices and different radio stations and all that crap dude that thing is loud oh yeah loud there's actually a new thing that's just like that, but the thing actually takes out the white note. Sorry, white <laughs> noise. Yeah, and it's less of the and more of just like the words. Yeah, that's really cool because we'll ask questions and it would pop up with different stuff. I remember that. Have you heard of the Estes Estes method? The Estes method. Yeah. No, as a matter of fact, the first time I even knew about dousing rods was uh-huh. on your podcast wow okay yeah so the SS method you would probably hate because they actually put headphones on one person and blindfold them and they turn it up uh-huh so unfortunately you are hearing the ch- 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 and then okay. the words and then you have someone else recording asking questions so the person that's listening to the white noise and stuff can't hear what the person's asking so it kind of re- kind of debunks some of it oh that's neat and then you say words that you're listening that are coming through yeah so Mm -hmm. i that's something that i really 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 want to try one day that would be really cool but the noise kind of Mm -hmm. stressed me out but it's really it's super loud see that's what i told veronica too that that noise would stress me out i wouldn't be able to do it so i would love to do it with her but i would definitely be asking the questions (laughs) i'd be more okay than okay with that i had a personal experience it was after my mom passed away mom gave me one of those lamps that you have to touch and then Mm -hmm. the lamp turns on and off Mm -hmm. so i remember like i took a whole week off and i went back to work on my way home I park, I do everything, I come into the door, and bink, my light, my lamp turns on. And I was like, what? And then all of a sudden, it just goes, you know, how it dims first, or it goes mm-hmm. bright, I'm sorry, it goes bink, 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 and it turns brighter, bink, 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 and then boom, it turns. What the hell? And then it did it again, bink, 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 boom, turns off. And I'm like, okay, is there something going on? I twisted the light bulb because debunk me Mm -hmm. so i have to go ahead and unscrew the light bulb i screwed it back in and there bing bing and turns off and i'm going okay and in my head i'm thinking okay is that my mom telling me that she's here with me but you know i have to be realistic i can't you know so that's actually really nice right like, so that's I, a nice experience. It was a very nice experience. And she would turn on and off my TV. And it would, my lamp would turn on when I felt I needed her the most. At night, oh, the worst. So, because at night is when you're really in your own thoughts mm-hmm. and sitting there and you're like, oh, you know, I, you know. And then all of a sudden my lamp would turn on because at that moment I'm doing the whole ugly cry the sob Mm -hmm. you know the whole deal and then all of a sudden my lamp would turn on like I'm okay I'm right here with you Uh I was throwing like coins at it I had jewelry on there (laughs) and jewelry on there and no nothing would turn that thing on dollar bills paper whatever (laughs) nothing nothing the quarters didn't work neither did the dollars nope (laughs) nope it was crazy. See, it was really not. 
I think it's really sweet how like you take it that way because if it was me and Veronica and I died first, oh, I'd be fucking with her all night. Light on, light off, <laughs> light on, light off. I fucking sage the fuck out of my house and I tell you specifically, Chelsea, get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> you are You'd be not saging that up. bitch every other night. <laughs> yeah, no, but I let you in during the day. Like, all right, dude, come on. I'm lonely. <laughs> come do some shit. So, Arlene, aside from, you know, that experience... With your ghost hunting, has there ever been a moment where you got emotional because of a certain type of energy in the room? I got angry. Mm. I got angry. There was um, that house with a mouse, and then my friend got scratched, but we couldn't, like, add that because the cameras were out of range. Mm -hmm. The house made me angry. I kept feeling like I was getting poked in the leg. It wasn't like a soft poke, and it wasn't like finger poke it felt like a little needle poke and I was wearing shorts because it's in the middle of the flipping summer and it's hot here mm-hmm. in Texas. so you know but I get I kept getting poked and it got to the point where I got really agitated and I started cussing it out and my friend Paul's like okay come outside take a breath come outside get some air because you're I he felt that it was feeding off my angry energy that's what it was it was provoking me to make me angry so that it could be angry because that's what they do. They feed off of that. Yeah. If and... you're active and calm, then you're it'll be more passive, more calm, and you can communicate. But it was aggravating. It was actually provoking. And so once I left, I don't I don't remember what they got, but it was really that house was fucking creepy, man. That house was and it was dirty. I mean, I've been in some places where you like hoarders, dirty mm-hmm. people sleeping on no sheets, and you're like, what? But everybody lives how they want to live, and I'm not here to judge. But at the same time, come on, there's people coming in your house. <laughs> right. Really speak it. For real. <laughs> but speaking of like them yeah, uh, taking energy and stuff, what's your take on those who actually offer their energy to the spirits like you know if you need more energy feel free to feed off of me like what's your take on that do you think that's safe or do you think that's worth it to try to get evidence I feel that the people that do that really have to know what they're doing Mm -hmm. (laughs) Veronica they really really have to be protected uh crystals prayer a cross whatever it is that you feel protects you Mm -hmm. you really 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 need to protect yourself with that because it it can and it will if you're truly inviting it and if and when you leave that place make sure that it is not any longer using you when you leave and make sure that you say your goodbyes and you say another prayer to cleanse you sage your ass I don't give a crap you got to go ahead and make sure that when you leave that area you're leaving that spirit there it can no longer use you did you take notes Veronica 
Oh, I do. I do do that. I wear my guardian angel um, necklace with my crystals. I have a crystal here at home that Stephanie got me for protection. I have my white sage. I have my Palo Santo. I have my spirit guides who I asked for protection from. When we tried to do the original recording for episode five with the Night Stalker and the Suicide Bridge, we were using the dowsing rods and Veronica's like, use my energy. And I'm like, yeah, and I'm not afraid because like, I know I'm protected. I think it's important too to show like you know the spirits or whoever you're talking to that you're not afraid and you have to stand your ground you know you could use my energy but you're not coming home with me you're not allowed to come home with me you're not allowed to follow me out of here you have to stay here sorry not sorry so (laughs) you could have you could have given a hoe a warning you know well i mean (laughs) no (laughs) i I had no idea you were protected at all you're just like use me and i'm like what are you doing use me am i yours you're flipping crazy no i don't think that i would open myself up that way i don't trust myself enough to do that Mm. in a way i'm a little more chicken shit than that so i don't know if that i would so you'll just walk up to a fence that's waving back and forth (laughs) yeah do you for real (laughs) while everybody's running in the cars yeah no for real (laughs) You're fucking crazy. They're all in the car. Like, well, this is what I'm here to do. But yeah. 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 I would rather do that. I'm not going to help up, though. No. Uh uh. <laughs> Priorities. Ah, that's funny, though. No, but really, no, I don't think I would ever do that. Uh, you're brave, Veronica, for doing that crap. Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah, I I was going to say, I, I feel like I'm a little too brave when it comes to this stuff, but I, I just really love it. I really love it. I I mean, yeah, I get scared. I'm not, I'm human, you know, like, but also it's like, come at me. Like, like when I heard the footsteps, I sat up so quick in my bed and looked around my room. But it, at the same time, I was telling myself like, okay, if I see something, don't freak out. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> okay. See, it's for easier me, said than done though. Easier said than done. Cause- yeah, because like for me, if... I see something in my house. My first thought is not, oh, it's just a ghost. My first thought is, oh, shit, somebody broke into my fucking house. Right. Oh, no, I think that way, too. You know what I mean here at home? Like, if I hear the door open and it's, like, at a time where my mom's already in bed, I'll, I'll, I'm ready. Like, I'm like, all right, where's my pocket knife? And let me warm up this ghost. No, I'm no, I'm saying that like I I do get scared of like actual people. People are obviously more scarier than ghosts, you know, which I feel like that's what stopped me from exploring like abandoned haunted places just because like no, like the haunted forest out here in Pasadena, I would absolutely love to do it, but there's crazies out there like uh no, thank you. Yeah, there's homeless. There's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no. You still got um stories about the KKK out there doing rituals and stuff. yeah and like there's people that go up there and for whatever reason whether it's just to hang out whether it's a date whether it's for something spooky and they find items that you would usually find during a ritual so it's not safe i'm not down even during the day like i'm i'm mexican you know i'm a brown girl so no thank you i hear (laughs) i'm brown and my mom was in the yeah so i know a lot of different rituals that people can do and i've gone to cemeteries where all of a sudden you see white ass coconuts wrapped in red bandages and you're like what the hell is that so yeah oh, heck no oh for real if yeah. you know you know if you know you know 
And yeah, no, and don't go near it. And then there was a one time in Monrovia, you know, the, um, the little waterfall, you go up that, that little Canyon, Canyon Park. Yes. And there were floating coconuts with ribbons all wrapped. <gasps> Fuck that. Don't tell me that. Uh... Like eons ago. I mean, I was still young, but mm. no, because my kids, I would let them go ahead and play in the water and we'd come down and that would be it. I wouldn't let them go in the water. Nope. Uh uh-uh. uh. That means somebody or something in there. Nope. Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> since we're talking about places um yeah you you mentioned the house with and yeah. hunt cemetery what other places did you visit you can say names even though like unless you're from texas you probably won't know it but some people might be interested still nothing really like the house with the mouse that was um then there we did an actual my friend thought that his house was haunted, and so uh, there was a couple of us that saw a shadow outside of a window, and then they did some EVPs, and then the loudspeaker thing that we tried to communicate with. And but that was at his house. My husband did a lot of the stuff because he had more freedom to, you know, I'm a mom, so I stayed home with the kiddos. But if and when I could, I definitely loved to. And Hunt Cemetery was my idea. So, of course, I was going to go to that shit. Come on now. (laughs) For real. So, yeah. But um, there was this one creepy house. And then the back house had a condemned. It was like a little church with the pews and a and the whole thing but the whole thing was condemned I don't know if it had tornado damage or what but that place was creepy I would definitely be scared to go into an abandoned or old church especially at night it was creepy because it was dark there was lights Um, there literally wasn't any electricity running through that church but like my hair would stand you know that weird feeling you get in the back of your Mm-hmm. I, I, I just wouldn't Ugh, no Mm-mm. no I did not I literally walked up the steps made it to the front entryway and then Joe and Red were in there I wouldn't go in there I could I something not allow me to go in there it just see that's no. how I felt at suicide bridge where the as soon as I stepped out of the car I was like this isn't right we need to leave mm. and in Colorado Veronica no it the suicide bridge in California and Pasadena. Yeah, on Colorado, right? Isn't it Colorado? Yeah, Colorado is it, uh, Boulevard. Yeah. But yeah, Veronica teases me all the time because she didn't feel shit. She was just like, la-di-da, la-di-da. And I'm like, let's get the fuck out of here, dude. I've Because I've, I've felt like, I've had an experience where I felt uneasy, like super uneasy. But like at, at the bridge, I've never felt that ever and so it's like i just find it interesting and like i'm not in all seriousness i i find it weird and odd that like you felt that way to where i was like i don't feel anything negative like i yeah i feel sadness but at the same time i'm not here like make your presence known i'm here like hey like i'm i'm sorry you felt like you needed to take your life like you know what i mean like i'm from that respect basically exactly so it's like but still i i I don't I don't know why you felt that way I wonder what it was see for me how I've kind of always thought about it since then was that you go there so often and by yourself yeah that's crazy that that they're used to you 
but then you bring me along and we're there specifically to record but I've done that with with Z I've done that with an old friend of mine like that's literally like what I do is I always bring a friend a stranger for like for public for like public use though or just for private use for both for public use like we literally it's the same thing with every person that I ever go with we pick up some pyology and then we go and eat under the bridge. We have we hang out, we have a good time. And I mean, most of the friends that I take let me be me and also are down to do these things. Like I make sure I have permission. Of course, I'm not gonna force them to like fucking talk to like spirits if they don't want to, but right. Then we'll start ghost hunting and we'll start recording. But I, I always make sure that that respect is there. Yeah, I'd be down for something like that. That'd be fun. Yeah. And it's a nice park, right? Chelsea. Yeah, it's cute. yeah, it's it's gorgeous. Like I would definitely love to go try it again to see if it was just like the one time, like maybe they just weren't in the mood and I was feeling it. I don't I don't know. I would love to try it again. Yeah, no, I'd be down for something like that. I haven't done it in a really long time. The last time I actually felt something was when a close friend of our family, his wife passed away, but the way that she passed away was pretty traumatic and so he was just trying to get rid of shit and he just kept bringing stuff over here Arlene take this I don't know what to do with this here have this and so literally my kids were younger and I was going around all the rooms and picking up their dirty laundry and I had a basket in my hand and I felt something and ugly and it felt mean it felt like it wanted to do harm and so literally I said, you are not allowed to be in my house. Get out now. I just sat there for a minute. Oh, God, my chicken skin's back. <laughs> and I just kind of sat there for a minute. And like, I knew who it was. I knew who it was. And, and then just, I felt, I didn't feel it anymore. I did not feel it anymore. But that's probably the very, very last time. My daughter says that she feels my mom's presence a lot especially after my um really bad accident he almost lost his life as a matter of fact yesterday halloween it was his re day so oh and daughter's birthday as well chelsea so happy birthday to Mm -hmm. her right so yeah she literally got home and she's like everybody keeps telling me how do they know So, yeah, so everybody, you know, my sister tells me and then, but everybody that comes over to the house tells me that it's very calming, very serene, very warm place to be. So that's good. That means it's working. (laughs) Well, yeah, even here at at my house, like I feel, I feel great. Like I'm, I'm at home, but whenever someone comes over, like they're just like dude your house is so creepy your house is so old school i'd like you know like your house is just this and that and it's like really like what's that i have a really crazy story and i have no answer it's like a joke without a punchline i used to live in the little back house and in the little back house it was very very quiet but was facing like that mormon church right there so it was nothing but the other side was the parking lot So anything and everything that you can hear would bounce off out of that area and bounce back into my house. Anyway, so all of a sudden you hear this blood curdling scream. It was a woman's scream. And it sounded like she was running in flip flops down the street. And at night, like 
there was nobody, nobody. And everybody came out of the house. So my neighbor was out in his like wife beater and boxer shorts. I'm out (laughs) in my pajamas in the middle of the street. My neighbor is out and she's wrapped in a robe and we're all looking, okay, I'm not the only one that heard that. And we're looking up and down the street and there was nothing, nothing. Like Yorona type of experience. So what that was, was you experienced a murder and the murderer was just waiting until you guys went back into your houses to move the body. So later on, (laughs) I that there was a chick that was kidnapped and was held captive in her in a in some dude's house okay i was just joking early we didn't have to go really dark no i'm I'm just saying it could have happened it could have happened but there's our punchline that there's your punchline (laughs) that was it was the probably one of the creepiest things this is you know after I had my kids and we were in California and just all of a sudden everybody's out in your fucking underwear <laughs> and pajamas in the middle of the street. We're looking up and down the road going, hey, I'm not the only one that heard that shit. But that well, was weird. Speaking about being naked on the street, I have a oh, funny God. story. <laughs> I can't wait. This is how it always starts. But it doesn't end the way you think it's gonna end. I've so I've recently, like within the past year or two, I have these moments where, like, and I've I've talked about it before on the podcast. But it's just funny because of what my mom said. I think it was either today or the other day that I brought it up to her. I was like, yeah, like I'll I'll be in that state where like you're awake but you don't know you're awake. You you think you're still in your dream like it's just so like you're convinced you're in your dream still and like I've gotten up from my bed and ran to my door like trying to run from something or whatever it was and it's not until I open the door that I like wake up and I'm like oh shit like what the fuck and I'm like oh I hope my mom didn't hear me and I like close the door and I go back to bed but I was telling my mom that story and she's like well good thing you don't uh sleep naked and I was like sometimes I don't sleep with a shirt on but now I do just in case (laughs) Because, God, imagine I'm running down the street, <laughs> boobies flying left and right. Like, <laughs> out there in your. Uh, yeah. That's kind of cra- That's crazy. So it's kind of like sleepwalking, Veronica. Yeah. It, yeah. That, that has happened twice. Well, we appreciate you being a loyal listener, Arlene. Oh, why, thank you. We already, I started loving you before we even met today. Yeah. Same. My mom used to tell me stories about you all the time. And I was just like, I love him. I'm going to like her. And then we started talking after the podcast. And I'm like, yep, I do. <laughs> By the way, I appreciate you doing that previous life for me. 16 cards. I would not have done that to you. Well, there was, a, there was a bunch cards. of different ones. That was, but you did the previous life. That was really cool. Well, there, there's like a different, like a bunch of different previous life ones, but that's the one that called to us, so it was definitely worth it. Yeah, and we're gonna have to bring you back so we can talk about how you took notes on our notes. Oh, <laughs> oh I, yeah. I have, I have a notebook at work because that's where I listen to y'all. I listen to y'all at work, and I'm, I'm like, pause. I have to write this shit down. Hold on. <laughs> I'm excited for that. Well, thank you, Arlene, for joining us. We've had a blast. Thank you for including me. I did have fun. I am almost sad that it's over. Well, hopefully we can have you back. Even if it's like to bring you in for the the questions or even do like a live reading. We haven't done a tarot reading where like the other person is there. I would love 
another tarot reading, but I want like, if you do ever do another tarot and, and it's on me, think about it. I want to grow spiritually. I want to like know how to hone in my intuitiveness and so things like that. So there's I, spreads for that. So you're good. Yeah, that's what I want to do. I want that's what I want. Like what I need to work on in order to grow more spiritually. All right. Well, hopefully we get to talk to you soon, Arlene. Thank you so much for being here with us. Oh, yes, thank you. I was like counting down the minutes. I'm like, all right, send me the thing already. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> we sorry. were on the dot. I know, but I was ready. So I don't know about you, Veronica, but I'm definitely interested in having Arlene back for season two. Oh, yes. Arlene, thank you so much for being here. I love you. Man, she made me just want to be a, uh, oh my God, I was going to say serial killer. (laughs) (laughs) She makes you want to be a ghost hunter even more. Like, you know what I mean? Like my, my dream, my dream of being a ghost hunter. So next season, I think we should separate our notes with a little space because I think you were going to say serial killer because that's what you're seeing on your screen, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I think we need a little space. But at least I caught myself. <laughs> so segment two, we are talking about a new serial killer that I discovered a couple weeks ago. I've been kind of waiting to see how it plays out. Even now, there's still not information, like a whole bunch. It's still under a lot of scrutiny and investigation. But basically, a woman in Iowa has come forward and claims that her late father was a prolific serial killer. The authorities are actively investigating this, but she basically claimed that her father disposed of dozens of bodies of people he killed decades ago and made her and her siblings help him dispose of these bodies. Now, this man died in 2013, actually the same month that we graduated high school. Wild. Yeah. And the Fremont County Sheriff, he is quoted as saying, we are actively investigating this and who wouldn't? He told news reporters that he, we have a scene, but we don't know whether it's a crime scene. We don't have victims, bodies, nothing. However, the woman who came forward claims that her father, Donald Studi, killed 50 to 70 people and disposed of the bodies in a well on the property that he owned. Her older sister claims that that these allegations are not true. And she says that my father was not the man she makes him out to be. He was strict, but he was a protective parent who loved his children. I'm two years older than Lucy. I think I would know if my father murdered people. Now, they did bring in some cadaver dogs and they did indicate a couple of areas and they, they also did indicate the well where she claims the bodies were disposed of. The sheriff also said that they're going to do everything that they can to prove or disprove these allegations. And they have asked the DCI and the FBI to assist in the investigation. So that way they can try to provide as much manpower and resources as possible because of the high number that she had given. Now, if this turns out to be true... This would make him one of the world's most prolific serial killers. Now, remember in last episode, I asked you what you thought about people making allegations after somebody died? Yeah, with Ed and Lorraine Warren. Mm -hmm. So what are your thoughts on this? This is different because I don't know them in any way, shape, or form. Mm -hmm. So it's more believable. It's more believable to wait 
almost 10 years to come forward with this no not with that i'm saying it's more believable for that to be true as far as them waiting 10 years i mean you know the trauma is involved the retaliation is involved i don't know um I would hope it's not true because that's really sad making your own kids help you dispose of bodies that you've murdered. Mm -hmm. Now, if it does come out to be true, because the older sister is denying these allegations, do you think that she either didn't know about the murders and it was just the younger sister that helped dispose of bodies? Or do you feel like it took almost 10 years for her to, uh, for the younger sister to decide to come out with this? Because, I mean... If it is true, she would have been terrified of her father, right? Yeah. But now that it's been this long, do you think that she was worried that her sister would deny it like she is? And that's maybe why she waited so long? So I think it's one of two things. One, yes, maybe the older sister was not involved in any way. I think if you're like a serial killer, you're just... I wouldn't be surprised if he had like favoritism or whatever sympathy for the oldest one whatever the case may be like there's a lot of like psychology that goes into this right another thing is maybe the older one did experience it but the trauma i mean there's there's you know cases out there where the trauma is so severe that it wipes your memory and you're so in denial that it's like you don't remember it happening or it didn't happen you're so convinced it didn't happen so I don't, I mean, that, that could be very traumatizing. I mean, I've experienced trauma in my life, but not enough for me to forget the, you know, what happened, you know, mm-hmm. I wish, I wish I could forget, but you can only imagine how severe that trauma that person experienced to completely have that memory wiped out. So I think it's one of those two things. That's what I believe or what I'm getting Mm-hmm. either way overall it's fucking sad yeah the whole the whole like thing is it was just like mind-blowing to me because if it's and... not true then the kid the the daughter that's you know making those allegations you're fucking fucked up yeah. to be lying about that about your own yeah. father who's dead and you know what maybe it was her that did it and she just needed a scapegoat maybe she finally felt guilty there's just so many like Things, so many, you know? yeah, yeah, so many different ways this trying turn to turn out. <laughs> okay, but look at this. <laughs> so yeah, I will definitely be staying on top of this investigation and I will give you updates as I get them. Yes, please. But so yeah, I'll definitely give you updates and let's get started on a special reading with Mama Tammy. All right, Ghosty. So our next segment is our rune reading for our listener, Miley. And this is a special reading because we don't usually do runes, but Mama Tammy does. And she's here with us right now. You want to say hi? Hi, everybody. I wish you had like a cheering sound effect. Like, yeah. There we go. We just made our own. I (laughs) I love it. (laughs) So if you guys have been here for a while. You'll probably remember Mama Tammy from episode six where we interviewed or I interviewed her because we had some complications with Veronica joining in. So we're really excited to have all three of us here for this reading. Yes. The rune reading is from Miley and her question is not so much a question as it is she just wants to know something. Mm. Um, so she wants to know what do the runes want to tell me? And... Mm. Mom, you want to get started from there? 
All right, so I'm giving her an overall life ruin reading called a river reading. It kind of, it's like a flow of your, of your life, like a river would be. So five ruins and you have your past, your present, your course of action, which could either lead to a positive or a consequence in your life flow. Then you have your guidance and what you should do to get to your positive ending. So depending on what your guidance ruin is, and if you stay within those actions, you'll get a positive outcome. Otherwise, it could go pretty bad. Yikes. Okay. <laughs> Wait, is, is is there a chance that Miley may possibly get called out just as much as we've all been called out by tarot cards? Could be. Oof. This is exciting, and I'm glad it's not me. Miley, you're brave. <laughs> and for those of you listening, Miley requested a reading from my mom. So if yeah, she gets no, called out, this is totally on that's her. That's on her, and I'm so here for it. I'm so here for it. Um, Miley, mom. don't worry. It'll be okay. <laughs> okay, so your past is actually the ruin of Kenes, and it stands for torch, like a fire torch. So you've actually had all this creativeness that you've been pushing forward. You started off with excellent knowledge in your life with this pretty much quote unquote fire of desire to go. But then in your present, which is actually, and it's reversed, and that is Odin's ruin, Ethel. So your present, you've kind of got, you've kind of hit a stop. Your or, your la- you have a lack of order your order in your life is kind of chaotic at the moment. So your third ruin, which is going to kind of give you, it's going to be your deciding factor on your actions and your versus your consequences is Iwas, which is the ruin of movement. And that's actually a good thing because you have choices here. So you have to, what you have to do is, have a gradual movement, a development, a steady process, kind of like the story of the tortoise and the hare. You go too fast, you end up with your consequences. You do your gradual development and your steady progress, and you're going to get your positive in your life. Your fourth ruin is your guidance ruin, and that is Isa. Now, I'm surprised that you got Isa, but it seems like in order to get where you want to get into life, in your overall general life, you're going to need to be at a standstill. Isa is the ruin of ice, kind of like frozen, as in like a frozen ice, piece of ice. You need to stay still for a while. You need to let those frustrations go that are hitting you right now. You need to turn inward and you need to be quiet. If that means you have something where you need to make a fast decision, don't. If you do make any kind of fast decisions without staying still and thinking this over, you are going to end up on the wrong side. It's going to be a worse consequence than you're expecting. So slow down, think about your options, think about what you're doing before you make a decision. If you follow that guidance of Isa, you will end up with your fifth ruin, which is Igwa's. Igwas is actually an earth god ruin, and that is actually your ruin of relaxation. That means all your tension is gone, all your anxiety is gone. You're free to make 
any movement in your life that you want and you will get there. You will have grown. You will have more common sense. You have tied up all your loose ends and that will push you forward in your life to where you want, to what you desire in life. But you have to stay, you have to listen to Isa and stay still and think deeply on what you're doing and don't make any fast decisions. And that is your river ruin. Well, interesting. I don't know how to, I don't know what to say. <laughs> I mean, from what I took, it's, it's simply saying like, Miley, take it step by step. Take a minute to breathe and and think things through before you make a hasty decision. decisions. Yeah, that is what it's saying. Because right now, mm-hmm. Miley, you're in a you're in a chaotic motion, and you have can go either way. So you're gonna have to stay still in order to decide what is best for you versus what might be best for somebody else. This is your time to take for you in order to get you where you need to be or to get you what you want. So don't make rash decisions. Don't let somebody else's influence you to do something else. As much as it may be an easier outcome to just say, okay, you know what? I'm just going to let them have their way because it's just going to make it easier. I don't have to deal with the chaos anymore. Don't. Does that make sense? Yeah. And, you know, we do a lot of tarot readings for Miley on and off the show and based on all of the previous readings that we've done I feel like like this is the perfect time for this reading because she's been going through a lot Mm -hmm. and I feel like it's time for her to realize that this is her time now no matter what it is that she has to choose for herself that it's it's time for that standstill I know she's trying to fight for what she thinks she wants or what she thinks she needs or what she wants i'm not i'm not here trying to say that i know what you want or what you need or what you deserve i'm not here to say that but if you do take that minute to breathe you know according to this reading if you're patient and you take time for yourself it will be worth it in the end yes it will it will and i think you definitely need that fresh breath of air that You'll get not only after every baby step that you take, but once you get to that finish line in this chapter, it's going to be like weight off your shoulders. It's going to be a relief. It's going to give her the options to move into a new direction, to move to, you know, to go further into her life. Mm -hmm. But she's got to take that time for herself. She's got to stay still and, and really listen to within herself what she needs. Just because she thinks she knows what she needs, that right now does not really mean that that's what she needs. Mm-hmm. Until, she, until she sits down and really listens to herself and really approaches the pros and the cons to this decision in her life, she's not going to, she, she could possibly go into the wrong direction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Miley, we hope that you could get something from this reading. We hope that you enjoyed it. Mama, thank you for coming on to the show and doing a special rune reading for us. You are very welcome. Yes, so- thank you so much. I'm I'm actually kind of <laughs> curious to have one done for myself. <laughs> well, I am more than well opening to coming back, so. Okay.
Yes, and we'll always welcome you back. Before we say goodbye to you for the rest of the episode, though, Veronica and I did talk about something that we were curious about. Okay. So I recently found out that you haven't picked up tarot cards in over 10 years. (laughs) And so we were wondering, is interpreting rune readings similar to tarot readings or is it completely different for you? They're somewhat the same, but ruins I'm more comfortable with. They call to me. It's easier for me to hear them than it is with Tara. Tara and I had a really good run in the beginning, but when I discovered the ruins, those immediately, I connected immediately to them. And so it's, it's, a, it's a different type of relationship with them, but I'm more comfortable with them. It's really funny because you bought me my first pair of ruins mm-hmm. and they're silent. They ghost me. But tarot, tarot <laughs> really speaks to me. So I, f- I feel like that's really funny. Well, it, it's different for everybody because with my father, your grandfather, tarot is what called to him. And he was and he was very, very good at it. He never actually heard of ruins until I introduced him to him. And he thought they were amazing and he liked the concept, but terror was what he did. It was, it was more him. It was what, what he felt. I just happened to feel a different direction than him. And so when I don't know if it happens to be because you received his tarot cards as a gift, that those seem to call to you more. Hmm, That's interesting. That's an interesting theory. That's possible. His, his tarot deck was my first one that I ever owned. Yes. What advice would you give to someone who may be interested in starting rune reading? Take it slow. Learn about each one. Mm-hmm. Do your meditations with them like you would with Tara. Decide if you feel anything with them. If you don't, then it's probably not something that's going to work for you or that's going to connect to you. Mm-hmm. You have to be connected to whichever one you decide to do. Mm-hmm. Divination is not an easy process. There's several different other types of divination that you can do as well. But ruins and terror are basically the two most popular. They're easier for each person that does them. So you kind of have to just kind of go into it openly and see what calls to you, what's easier for you to read. And it's not even so much what's in the books that you're learning mm-hmm. that teach, you know, that teaches you each one. There's different, there's different ways to read ruins, just like there's different reads, ways to read tarot. You have tarot decks that have, you know, that your oracles have no actual definition for each card. It is more, goes more on your feelings, on your emotions. That's what oracle cards are. So your reading is your feelings that they bring to you and you bring to them. With ruins, it's a combination of what each ruin means and your feelings because there are several meanings for those ruins Mm -hmm. versus a tarot deck, which which has a basic meaning. Right. More empaths are drawn to ruins because they do have just like more empaths are drawn to oracle cards versus regular tarot cards. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it just depends on the person. I'm an empath. So I, I connect easier with those. Yeah. I'm an, I'm an empath as well. And the reason why I ask is because if I'm being honest, last episode, when we were doing the reading for, I believe it was Susie, 
mm-hmm. I was going to do pull the cards I was gonna do the tarot reading usually I have no issue I do go into it with not doubt but some kind of worry that it's not going to be accurate you're still learning you're still new to it so you have some reservations on your own you're not trusting yourself enough yeah so this this last reading I pulled the cards but I I didn't feel the connection I didn't feel right and I actually asked Chelsea if she could do the tarot reading which she did but now that you're saying that empaths kind of connect more with the oracle cards I do have a a deck of oracle cards that I may have to kind of look into a little bit more and maybe that's what I should be practicing rather than tarot not that I'm going to give up tarot completely because no you never have to give up tarot yeah try your oracle maybe that's what's calling you maybe that's why you froze maybe they were calling to you for a reading for that person versus the tarot deck right interesting okay yeah usually if i don't feel a connection to a certain deck that i'm using i'll switch and kind of see what else is calling because like i've mentioned before i've had i have several tarots and oracle decks but that goes back to what mom said about confidence like i don't have very much confidence in oracle decks but I try not to use those. But tarot, if I switch up the different ones, that usually helps me as well. Yes, each each deck is different with ruins. You have, like today from Miley's reading, I consulted both. I consulted the deck, the sets that I have. And the set that I ended up using, which was calling more to what Miley needed, was the hematite, which is a healing stone. So... There's obviously with her chaos going on, there's some healing process that needs to be done because those are the ones that call to me versus mm-hmm. my others. So and that's that's another thing I find interesting about runes is there's so much that goes into them. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it works the same way with tarot decks. Like you have several different types and several decks of the same kind, but each deck calls for something different. Yeah. One more question before we end the segment. Um, I think I said one more question already, but something you said, (laughs) something you said, like made me have another one. Um, So we've kind of talked a little bit before about the process of how Veronica and I do tarot, not, not like in depth or anything, but Mm -hmm. you, your, your method of rune reading, could you explain how you, I guess, developed that technique and that, that way of reading runes? Mine is a meditation with them. Also, if it's a specific question from somebody that needs a specific answer to something that's going on, where Miley didn't want, didn't have a specific question, she just needed some guidance in her life type of a question. It's easier sometimes if that person writes their question down meditates on that question and in a meditation does not mean they have to sit there for hours and hours it could just be a few minutes just pondering that question that they have and then once they give that question to me i can better understand what they're needing and which means that my ruins can better understand what they're needing and it can also connect to them if it's something like what miley like like what i gave miley i can sit and meditate on just her and I can focus on what she could possibly need in her life. And it'll come eventually it'll come to me and the ruins because the ruins and I sit together. Okay. That's interesting. I might, I might try that with my tarot. Well, thank you mama Tammy for joining us. 
Yay. Thank you for asking me. Miley, thank you for asking me. Chelsea will mail you your uh, paycheck. Um, <laughs> you should get that within five business days. That's okay. She'll just get it back in, in eventually. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. So thank you, Ghosties, for joining us this week. We've had Arlene and Mama Tammy who both joined us. It's been a blast. I definitely like these experience episodes i don't know about you having people on with us is just it's so much fun i still get nervous still oh yeah but we're just so used to each other yeah but the thing is is that like obviously i know mama tammy like you know what i mean Mm -hmm. arlene was a stranger to me but arlene was just so much fun to talk to and to hear her stories and for her to fucking walk up to the fence man like dude (laughs) i know while her whole team just runs away Speaking of, Arlene has sent me a bunch of pictures, so check out our Instagram and see those that she sent us. There's a couple that we'll be sharing on Instagram, and I don't know how much of the recording we're actually going to keep, but we had such a blast with Arlene that we recorded for almost two hours. Yeah, that's how lost we got in our conversation and interview. We had so much fun. So if this episode is really long, I mean... I hope you guys are here for it because we definitely were. And I love how she got to see us with like without the edits and stuff. Yeah. Like how we yeah. are. <laughs> Arlene had a blast. Um <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So if you don't know, Veronica and I bicker a lot and that gets cut out of the podcast. And she made it so much fun to experience that firsthand without the edits. Uh I don't know about you, but I felt really called out. I was like, shit, we really do bicker a lot. <laughs> yeah right it's like having that third party there that makes you more like cautious Cautious, about like how you act like damn i need to behave (laughs) yeah we're like putting ourselves in timeout like i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) yeah but thank you so much arlene for for joining us today mama tammy thank you so much for the rune reading that was very interesting that was the first one i've ever heard or have been a part of so yeah i had a I had a blast this episode yeah and like this episode was recorded on so many different days and so i feel like it's been it's been dragged out so much but it's been so much fun yeah but be sure to give us a follow on our social media like i said check out our instagram to see some photos from marlene and even though we did a rune reading this week, if you want a tarot reading from us, feel free to DM us. We'll choose one lucky person a week. We are your hosts. I'm Chelsea. And I'm Veronica. Have a spooky weekend, guys. Talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>